Yeah, this week was a hectic week of prepping all the day. And, ooh, and on two weeks ago, Stephen just asked for the youth, um, do you feel anything for the church? And I was like contemplating to go forward because I don't like talking to people. Um, <laughs> in front of people. In front of um, and yeah, just the week went past and then the Friday he asked again and I just felt something like, okay, need to be obedient. And then I prayed about it and I sent him fan or follower. I just felt that for the church. And yeah, so about two years ago, before lockdown began, um, I was a part of Ateniqua and I was also as Ari, rugby, rugby, rugby. And yeah, so we practiced. I came in B team, but I was reserved for the A team. And we went on a trip to, I think, three hours from George. And we just played and played, and we were the best team. Um, and the one day, the, I think the second day, we played against a very good school. And I sat reserve for the team. And I was standing on the sideline watching in as, the game, as they played of, and shouting at them, like, come on, guys, come on. And how they, and just encouraging them and also commenting on how bad they're playing. Because when you stand on the sidelines, you don't really think of how they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, I was just commenting. I wore the jersey. And the second round, the coach put me in, in to play the game. And oh, it was amazing. We got hurt sometimes. <laughs> and we tried. And I just... In the church, it's the same of how people standing on the sidelines commenting into the church, and this is the follower, and ah, the fan, sorry. And then people, sorry, and then playing the game. I was playing the game the second round, and this is the follower, and yeah, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, can we, and I just used, I was thinking of how to illustrate fan or follower in scripture and I was praying praying and Matthew 13 3 to 23 just fell in my heart and can we please read that and he told them many things in parables saying a sower went out to sow uh, went out to sow and as he sowed some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grains, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For, to those, for the one who has more will be given, and he will have in an abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken. This is why I speak to them in parable. Oh, sorry. <laughs> In parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. 
For this people's heart has grown dull, and with thick ears they can barely hear, hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, and did not see, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it, is proved, it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and heals, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. So in this four foot in verse four to eight it talks about the types of where the foil, where the seeds fall on the ground. And the seed is the word of God and the sower is God that's sowing the seeds. And the landscape with the ground it falls on is the world and how um, yeah. So the first place it falls on is the bird ugh, on the ground and the birds start to devour it. This is someone who has never experienced the love of God or as he is it, but never rooted himself in, in Christ. So, and the, the second and the third and the fourth, I'm going to use today to illustrate fan or follower. So the second and the third one is where the seed falls on the ground and he has, and he roots himself, roots himself into the ground, but the rocky ground um, stops him from rooting deep into Christ. And the second one, is also where the, thorns where the thorns overgrow the seed. This is a fan, and fans, they root themselves into Christ, and they have, they have heard the Christ, the word of God, but they have flesh and the world that keeps them from advancing the kingdom, or advancing in the kingdom. And then the fourth place is where the seed falls and he bears fruit, and this is a follower. So, what is a fan? A fan is a person who receives the word, he believes in the word, but he is not, he's not rooted completely in the word. So when tribulation comes, it says how um, he finds joy in the word, but when tribulation comes, he falls away. And I just want to emphasize this, fans is not new believers, or it's not only new believers, it's old believers too. So... As we, I'm going to go through the points of fan, um, don't checklist what I'm not and what I am, but let the Holy Spirit work in you. Um, for it says in Deuteronomy 11, 15 to 16, it talks about how God is going to bless the Israelites when they obey His commandments, and He's going to give them land and valleys. And it says in verse 16, Take care lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Um, like I've noticed when old, older Christians and more experienced Christians, 
they become satisfied almost. They become comfortable in, in Jesus. And it says we shouldn't be comfortable. We always should long for more of God. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm done. Um, so what does a fan look like? A fan follows Jesus for his own benefit. This fan, fans often, we overcomplicate it sometimes, but fans often follow Jesus for the recognition and for the gifts, but not for the giving. So they will come to church like I was on the rugby team on the sideline, and I was looking in. I had the jersey. I looked the same. I was ready to be there, but I, nev- I, didn't, I didn't take part in the game. So that I was a fan at that point, and I was commenting in, and yeah. Secondly, a fan chooses scriptures to fit his lifestyle. So sometimes we like think, oh, no, I'm not quoting scripture, but there's those scriptures where God is for me. No? No, sorry. I can do all things through Christ. That's a big scripture when you take it out of context is a big thing. So just a fan chooses scripture to fit his lifestyle. A fan will feed on the word, but he will reject the scriptures that convict him or that bring conviction. Um, yeah. A scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 7, it says, oh, a fan will feed on the word, but will reject the scriptures that brings conviction. And he chooses the scriptures that will fit his lifestyle yeah, so you'll feel good about himself, basically. Um, and there are times where we should read the word and just take up love. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 2 Timothy 3.7, it says, Always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. Yeah, this was a big one. And 2 Timothy 3.5, Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such, avoid such, avoid such people. And, like, I had to, when I was preparing for this, I had to sit and say, or ask God, have, where have I gone off the path of quoting scripture incorrectly or following Jesus for my own benefit and just getting recognition from people? And thirdly, a fan does not have or has lost the zeal for God. Um, yeah, it says, never in Romans 12:11 never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord and i think this is more for the mature christians than for new people or new christians um, that we should always be i googled the word zeal is to have great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective and i think sometimes we lo- lose the zeal as we get older into the spiritual walk. Like I had to, when we moved to George, I had to find my zeal for God again. Because, yeah, losing. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) 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 Can I get an amen? Um, Yeah, so as we just look through the fan and and how we fans are, I know some may say, oh, I'm not a fan. I quote scripture correctly, I do this correctly, I do this correctly, but I just want to encourage you almost, don't tick the boxes of 
I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Rather, um, ask God to assess your heart and bring conviction. Yes. Um, as I was preparing this, someone told me this line, fan loves the idea of Jesus, but follower loves Jesus. So, um, yeah. What is a follower? A follower is someone, or like using my example of the game, I was a follower when I started playing the game. I was a follower when I started running with, with my team and taking part in the team and coming beside them and running the race with them. So a follower is the one who fell, is the seed who fell in the fertile soil. He, he, a follower is someone that is wholeheartedly committed. His actions, his words, and his life reflects Jesus. But the biggest difference for me is a fan or a follower, between a fan or a follower, is a follower is obedient until death. And when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, Philippians 1.29, it says, Only let your, oh, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. So it might sound very harsh to die for something, but God is our creator. Yeah. And what does a follower look like? A follower bears the fruit of the Spirit, um, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not fruits, it's fruit. So it's one thing. So we can't pick and choose which type of fruit I'm going to be today. Yeah. So we should be all of them. Um, a follower also strive. Oh, not all of us. No one. No one is perfect. Um, but we should. A follower strives for perfection, and he strives to be all these fruit of the spirit. So when the taxi comes in, love. <laughs> Show your love by hooting and supporting them. Um, number two, their life reflects Jesus. Uh, the Bible calls, or the Bible says, we should be the light in the world and we should stand out a city. Wait, Matthew 5:14, sorry. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So followers should be different and not the same. And even in workplace, we shouldn't change our mannerisms to fit our colleagues' comfortabilities. We should stand out and preach the gospel whenever, and yeah. And thirdly, as spirit, a follower walks in step with the spirit. So I was struggling with what does it mean to walk in step with the spirit, and just downstairs I was reminded of I had to walk in step with the spirit to preach this but to prepare for this because no one yeah you need to be with the spirit and hearing the spirit to actually teach something to people yeah if you younger maybe <laughs> um for always for in Galatians 5 16 to 17 it says but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. And um, followers don't follow their heart. On, like I've been hearing, follow, don't follow your heart. And yeah, followers put death to flesh and give life to spirit. And lastly, um, they love others because God loved them first. It says in 1 John 4, 19 to 20, we love because he first loved us. So um, a follower is a radiant. He loves people. He shows people love, even though they are not very kind to him. I listened to a preach yesterday of Andrew where he said he punched the guy because the other guy told him about Christianity. And that guy just stood up and he told him again, Jesus loves you. And I was like, will I really be that lovable to other people when they are harsh? And yesterday I was just praying and I felt the scripture, 100, Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So as I was just going over the follower fan, I was like describing how they look, but um, just how they look. And in preparing this, I was also ticking the boxes. Okay, I have this, and I have this. I walk in the spirit. But and then I just felt this scripture of where God should, where, he, where David asked, search me, O God, and know my heart. And I was like just crying and asking God to search me. And I pray that you would also ask the Holy Spirit to search you to, yeah, just to walk more in the step of the Spirit. Yeah. I mentioned in the beginning of the f seed that fell on the ground and the birds devoured him. And I just feel maybe there's someone here that has never rooted themselves in Christ. In Christ. And yeah, I was just want to ask, is there anyone that has never experienced the Holy Spirit or has never experienced his love in a sense? Don't be shy. <laughs> Jesus loves you. I think this is one of those moments where we do need to just stop. Because really, that was Jim. And if we walk away from it just going, oh, that was wonderful. These youngsters are doing such a great job. We've missed what Jesus is really wanting to do. Because this is church. This is family. And Jesus is, is, he wants to meet with each and every one of us. So maybe we can just close our eyes. Where are we sitting?